Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Salaam for on the record. This is Brother Cedric in Israel. And welcome to Fellowship, a Thursday night fellowship. Uh, the time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Central. I mean, uh, 6 o'clock Central. I apologize for that. Uh, I will now conduct a brief roll call. Um, who are all online? This is, sister Charlotte. Hello, sister. Hello, sister. Sister Crystal, Shalom. Shalom, Sister Crystal. Shalom, Ab Eric. Tribe of Judah. Shalom, Nation. Shalom, Shalom. Anyone else? I know I think I heard Brother Priest online. Shalom. Shalom, brother. Is there anyone else online that um that didn't state their name? Okay. Well, um, if there's no one present, because I can't see the uh, board, I'll just uh, yield it to you, brother, please. Shalom. Shalom. How you feeling, brother? My voice is trying to come back. It goes in and out sometimes, but I've been coughing like crazy. It's ridiculous. What do you think? You think you um, you think you got the flu? No, I don't. Oh man, no, I don't have the flu. I just got over some small little bugs we had going around at our job, but it seems like everybody in Savannah has it because there's been so many people coughing. It's it's really strange. I don't I don't necessarily know what it is, but. Every time, you know, I cough, it's like every time I'm always coughing. Like, I'll be, like, in the middle of the night, I'm always coughing, and it's just like nothing there. My voice is clearing up, but I'm just constantly coughing all the time, and I'm not used to coughing at all. Like, don't really cough at all like that, but it's it's just strange. I don't know. Yeah, brother. Well, you better do something to stop that coughing, man. Seriously, yeah. I'm telling you from experience, what happened to me last year, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, it's just a cough. And it kept coming all the time through the night. And then it yeah. started going all through the day. And then my ribs started to hurt. Oh, and man. I, and when you start, and what happened was Sister Toro warned me this. Because she was like, I know you don't want to deal with antibiotics and all that, but she's like, there's a point, because I had the damn pneumonia. There's a point, and that was going around, the pneumonia was going around in Austin, right when that, uh, what was that, that Ebola scare was happening? Yeah, I remember that. So it was going around. Now, I had that, um, 
that cough, and then you get to the point where you don't even want to breathe anymore because it hurts so bad. <laughs> trust me. Trust me, brother. Yes, sir. The pain, uh, the pain was unbearable, brother, just to breathe. And then if you, and if I would have coughed, I would have probably passed out. I had gotten to the point where I was like, I didn't know what to do because <laughs> I feel if I went to that hospital, I haven't been in the hospital in like 25 years. And I was like, if I go in there, them bastards might kill me. <laughs> they figure out who I am, they might kill me. So I'm like, I'm not going to them. And, um, the Lord the Lord came to me in a dream, brother, and told me to use this heating pad. Swear, on, well, I'm not going to swear. Honest to the Most High Almighty, that saved my life. The heating pad, brother. Well, we have one, so I'll make sure I try to get a hold of it because it's, it's unbearable. Like, I, I'm not used to coughing at all, and it's just to have it just constantly coughing all the time. It's, it's, it's putting strain on my throat because it's like nothing, it's nothing even wrong with me. Like, everything is fine. I got my voice back, but it's just that every time I cough, I end up going hoarse because it's so harsh on my throat. So, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't know, but I'm other than that, I'm fine. I'm I feel great. So, well, you better do the do the lemonade, brother. Yes, Walter. <laughs> juice. You better do it. Stop that coffee. Yes, but, uh, um, I'm only gonna be here for an hour. So, um, upon my exiting. Um, we'll see who who's uh, next seniority in line, and then we can uh, pass it to them if you need to, uh, you know, not use your voice so much. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord, brother, for your recovery. It is so. All praises to the Most High. Yes, sir. Um, i got to thank everyone here that's on the line right now. I can see the board most of the time because I can't see the board, but I can see today. I see Ak Patrice is here, uh, Ak Hakeem, um, Ak Eric and Sister Crystal, um, uh, Akti Charlotte, and Akti Roberts, Crystal Roberts. So, Oh, I see Brother Kedrick is here. Praise the Lord. Um, anybody here is anybody here a vegan? I'm all <laughs> uh, Sisters first. Was there any sisters in there that spoke up? Okay, who, who, brothers? I couldn't tell who it was, but any brothers? Like to, come on. I was gonna. Oh, go ahead, brother. Who's there? Who else was it? Brother Eric. Oh, that's Brother Patrice. Is come on, phone on the record. This is, yes, sir. Phone on the record. This is Ak Patrice, tribe believe I Boston Mass. I am a vegan. You are a vegan. Do you eat soy? 
No soy. What do you use to replace soy? Replace soy? Or not? No, that's the wrong question. Um, a lot of products have soy in it. So what? I mean, stuff you wouldn't even imagine. You got to really be careful. But how do you avoid the soy is the best way to to say, ask, I guess. Well, I mean, I eat a lot of different things, but we we haven't. Yeah, we haven't had any soy in a while. I mean, I eat. I mean, when you say replace soy, I mean, are, are we leaning more toward like meat replacements? Because I know like the vegetarians they eat a lot of stuff that has um a lot of the like replacement meat or whatever you want to call it has a lot of soy in it. But um, my consort makes different dishes that taste like meat, but there's no soy required. Like she makes this lentil and squash mix. And with the right seasoning, it'll definitely taste like some meat, you know. And then there's also falafel, which is, from what I know, like a Middle Eastern kind of thing. It's made with, like, chickpeas and herbs. And that also tastes like meat. And then there's hemp tofu. Now, when you hear tofu, you usually think soy, but it's made with hemp seeds. That's another good one, um, if that's what you mean by avoiding soy. But besides that, nothing we eat has soy in it. Um, We don't eat dairy. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, that pretty much answers the question. Um, Cedric, were you going to say something about? I was going to say, well, I was going to say, um, cause I'm leaning towards that because I don't really eat as much, uh, chicken as I used to. I, I don't eat beef and I don't eat pork, <laughs> but soy has always been kind of like one of those things that I battle with because, it's pretty much in everything. Um, I kind of narrowed down on my list to kind of like just eating um, a lot of like wild rice and uh, I guess you can say, um, I guess you can say like uh, those cherry to, uh, cherry tomatoes or great tomatoes and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I I might slip because I might have me like some cookies or something. I might have soy in it. But the one thing that I'm really big on is eating mushrooms. Like, when I, because I don't eat meat, and I know I need my protein because I'm so small, but I have to have my mushrooms. Like, it, there's not a day that goes by when I don't eat mushrooms. Um, so you can use that if you're looking for, like, a meat replacement. But if I'm not mistaken, I think you have already been eating mushrooms, but I think you just want to avoid soy. So I don't know. And that's also something that I've been trying to figure out myself. Well, I'm really asking this question because of the dangers of soy. Okay. And, you know, it's really, really dangerous. I mean, it's more dangerous than me. And particularly for brothers. And you really got to watch that. Um, Patrice, um, are you full vegan or are you just vegan when it comes to food? Well, I don't know if that's the right question to ask because vegans don't have any. Um, well, you know what I'm saying when I'm saying that the vegans don't have any. Um, right, like they don't use, they don't wear clothes that are made from animals. Nah, <laughs> I think, are you? Is that where you're going? Yeah, that's where I'm going. Nah, nah, nah. I, you know, nah. I, I know I definitely bought some shoes 
within the past mm-hmm. two years or so that I've made with like cow leather or something like that. So no, I haven't taken it to that level. Okay. Um yeah, like um the, I did not know about that uh hemp tofu. I'm gonna look that up. because um, I refuse to eat that tofu, it's too full of soy. Mm No way. I have eaten it in the past, but I'm not eating it. Um anybody well Oh, I see New York is online. Who's calling from New York? Um, how you doing, Brother Priest and the Nation? This is Brother Gavin from the tribe of Benjamin. Shalom, brother. Do you eat soy, brother? Oh, boy. I am a little guilty of still eating products that have soy, yes. Because uh, yesterday I had like a bologna sandwiches made from... What's that, turkey list? Bologna, I guess you want to call it? Mm-hmm. But uh, the soy chunk, you know, like the, the solid block ones that you see floating in the, in the Korean stores and when and you put it in ice or whatever, they put it in water. Uh, I try not to eat those anymore. That's kind of hot. But tempeh, I heard, you know, is considered to be a good alternative Soy paste, uh, I guess. Tempeh and um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, miso, like miso soup. Uh, it's from soy also, which is considered to be a good source of soy that you could eat. That is not that dangerous. Oh, I, I don't, I can't say that dangerous, but it's not as dangerous as these other soy that you hear on these. These additives and the lecithin that's added into all these other products that you see in the store, from bread to, to candy, you know, uh, bars, or chocolate bars, and even granola bars. They, they're putting lecithin in it and all that good stuff. So I'm trying to, I, I really try to cut down on it, to tell you the truth. Um, I used to do soy drinks, like when I first started the vegan thing. I started mm-hmm. from 94, and then when I went into the military in 98 to 2002, I was eating meat again. But prior to 98, from 94, I started with this the, uh, soy drink stuff. And then I got hip to, you know, educated on how dangerous it was when I got out of the military. Uh, 2002 and 2000 to 2006, I just cut it all out. And um, I cut out all meats, all flesh. Um, no fish, no no seafood that has that's living, you know, sea sea creatures. I should say, um, no land animals, no birds. Uh, down to just trying to like do a lot of bean protein and rice and quinoa and that sort of thing, grains. But mm-hmm. I am just like the brother said earlier. I am small. I got very small since I left the military. So I'm trying to build back up the calories. With you know, uh, my body fat keeping it up, and it's been gradually increasing the last ten years. I should say probably only gained ten pounds within the last ten years. So I don't but uh, I'm looking for a, a way to just create my own like meatloafs and stuff like that. My mother does it a lot. She used to, and my brother, he's a chef, so he 
you know, dabbled with a lot of other um, grains and proteins and making like loaves, meat loaves from that. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to go down that route, but I can't think. I'm at the split between still eating soy products, I should say, you know, like, but not every day, per se. Yeah. Um, Sister Sister Tora makes this um, macaroni and cheese with almond cheese, almond milk cheese. Oh yeah. Oh my lord, and and I think it's nutritional yeast. Oh my lord, you will not miss macaroni and cheese if you ever ever ate it before. Because I I can't eat dairy. That's I can't. It's like life or death for me. But um, yeah. Anybody try date sugar or coconut sugar? Anybody try those? Yes. Yes. Which one? Yes, brother. Which one? Date sugar or coconut sugar? Both. Coconut. Both for me. You ever say both? You said both. Yes, sir. Which one do you like better? Um, coconut. <laughs> I like the coconut really well. Um, is it Nutella that sells that brand? I think they have a a line. Either the Nutella company. I think they have a brand of the um, coconut one. Hmm. Yeah, I like it's the date sugar brand. better. It doesn't mix well, but I like it better. It tastes better to me. Because I like to try the lemonade with the coconut sugar, and it does not work. Yeah, it doesn't. Nah, <laughs> some, yeah. I, I should say, even like the, uh, I don't know if you, any brothers and sisters tried, um, you know, agave. Yeah, but it, it's it like, you got to use too much. Say it again. It doesn't taste good with everything, like you said. Like, if you try. Right. It doesn't. Gobby is good, but it just doesn't. You got to use too much of it to even get, you know, taste out of it. Yeah. You know, it's too expensive. Um, Sister Charlotte. Yes. How are you, sister? I'm okay. Everything's good around you? Oh, she must have fell off. Sister Roberts, you there? Shalom, brother. Yeah, I'm here. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm good. That's good. Anybody have anything they want to talk about? Any topics? Anything hey, they want I, to share? Shalom, brother. Can I can I add something just about the soy? Yes, ma'am. Sister Roberts. Um. I know you were saying the soy is dangerous, especially for men, but I just wanted to also um, add that, like, for women, um, a lot of this this soy has what's called um, phytoestrogen in them, and it's basically, it mimics estrogen in our bodies. And there's a lot of studies that have been conducted that are showing that it's it's one of the leading causes of, like, breast cancer, cancer, uterine fibroids, and then so it also destroys your thyroid um, because it restricts the iodine. Um, And, you know, the thyroid is regulating so much in your body. So 
I just wanted to add that uh, I personally uh, had an experience with soy when I first became vegetarian years ago. I was eating everything soy, the Boca burgers and all that stuff, and I started having reactions and to, how can I put this, um, everything started growing, like and things started getting bigger. And I went to the doctor, and, you know, she was asking me all these questions, and she finally said, have you been eating soy? And I'm like, yeah, I've been eating a bunch of soy. She's like, stop. <laughs> She's like, stop eating mm. soy. And I went to a um, a holistic alternative doctor or gynecologist at this point, and she's like, stop. And from that day forward, I just sort of gave soy up. And any time that I would eat something, I mean, the sensitivity came. I, like, would break out in a rash or itch or something like that. So I just wanted to add that. Thank you for that, sister, because, you know, we don't really realize that, what that can do. And I'll tell you, um, America is the beast of the earth. These bastards will give you an alternative to eating meat, and they'll make it soy. And then... <laughs> You gotta be a strict mad scientist to to, to create foods that taste good, like the, their Morningstar products. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I love. I used to love eating Morningstar. Okay, and you can't do it. The the Morningstar bacon sausage, black spicy bean burger, uh, veggie burgers. I used to tear that stuff up. <laughs> then I started reading it, yeah. and I was like, oh, my God, this is soy. And, and the effects of it had already taken place. So it's like now I end up in a, a situation of having to fight my health back to some type mm-hmm. of stability. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you for that. Okay. And one last thing about the soy, like a lot of the soy, I've read articles, that the soy today isn't even like real soy. It's a synthetic soy. Yes. Okay. So what would be the difference between soy and soy protein? Do you know? Sister? From from what I understand, it's marketing. (laughs) 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 <laughs> because, listen, I went to the health food store. This wasn't long ago, actually. And I said, no, I'm not eating soy, but I, I asked this guy this. I said, um, have you heard anything about soy? He said, well, my understanding is it's the soy protein is the problem. And I, I said, oh, okay, well. I thought to myself, what's the difference? But, all right, so the, let's talk about the soy bean itself. What do you know about the actual bean itself, sister? From, from what I've read, the soy bean itself was actually good for you. <laughs> but it's been manipulated at this point, kind of like corn. So at this point, we're... Well, what do you know about the corn? That there is no real corn in this country anymore. It's all 
um, genetically modified at this point. Can I ask okay. Can I answer that, well, yeah. brothers and sisters? Um, I don't know if you ever, you guys ever saw uh, there's a documentary called King Corn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, if you if you ever get a chance, Brother Priest or anyone else who has not seen it, just like the sister was saying, um, since the corn has become so synthetic that um, we're eating a derivative of a derivative. Right. So we're de- actually a derivative of a hybrid. So the corn today, the yellow corn, which is just the most depleted, uh, how should I say, substance from the actual original corn that the Native Americans and um, other people of the middle, you know, Central and South Americans used to call maize, which was as as we know today that purplish, bluish looking color corn, mm-hmm. or the multicolored red and purplish, you know type of corn, ear of corn, and they're saying that's the original real corn that uh, some farmers, I guess, they started to interbreed or inbreeding the corn, and it became a hybrid over the years, like from the 1800s. So they try to, you know, germinate the corn so they could uh, feed, you know, the, the, the agribusiness and feed the animals, per se. Uh, the cows and the chicken with more corn, which they're not supposed to be eating that, you know. Uh, but it was became it became more of a feed, like stock stock feed for the field animals and for uh, livestock that they said you know people lived off eating from, and you know the dairy products coming from the animal, the uh, the cow. So and really they're not supposed to eat it, but they sliced it and sliced it and made more bigger farmers and they got more, excuse me, farm, farmland. They started big, building bigger acres of farms because they wanted to control the wheat and the corn industry in, in North America. So that's part of a little history behind how they hybrid and they, you know, created this yellowish corn that we see today. And if you look at King Corn, you'll see that there was this guy, these group of guys, well, two guys that graduated from college in Boston. And I think they were from, was it Iowa, sister? I forgot, was it Iowa? Or, um, I can't remember what country. I think it was, it was either Iowa, state of Iowa, or Wyoming that their family originally were from. And they went back to this just to see if they could grow corn and how and how you know, corn is grown. And they went through the whole life cycle of the corn. And, and they bought an acre of land. They bought the seeds from the store. They planted it. And then by the time it grew and grew, into you know era corn, they started to eat on it. They plucked it fresh out of the, you know from the field, and it was like, oh my god, this tastes so nasty. Because <laughs> they were saying it was it, it had no um, relative taste that we would taste sweet corn in the in the, in the stores. And basically, um, after they because most of the corn that they were growing was supposed to be not only feed. But it was it's supposed to create the fructose and the sucrose that we see in most sodas and you know uh, fruit punches mix and you know, all these other so 
drinks that we see in the stores that has high fructose corn syrup. And they went to a factory too, and that mix and makes the fructose. And <laughs> half of these factory workers had, they were like super dressed up in gloves, like rub thick rubber gloves and masks, putting this stuff together that we actually put in our bodies, <laughs> you know, as we go to the store and eat. I'm, I'm guilty of it, you know, from years past and eating that sort of food. But um, it's like straight chemicals that they, they're creating to sweeten our foods. You know, and it's just crazy. I just, I hope everyone gets a chance to look at it. And it's, and uh, back to the soy, as far as, I, I remember the last call I mentioned, I don't know if anyone remember what I was saying, that um, the derivative of soy, like the sister and the brother were saying, is more dangerous than the actual bean that it really originally comes from. I, I was reading and I've seen documentaries where they talk about this, uh, the soy lecithin and other derivatives from soy. Uh, why it, it messes with your hormones, you know, especially for women, they grow more breasts and more, um, you know, the, the, the buttocks and the muscle areas of a man, the pecs start to grow thicker and thicker because of the, the estrogen for women and the testosterone for men are off balance. And it's basically, um, they, they, it's like they're splicing the DNA of the actual seed so that when it's planted, it, it's pesticide proof. So <laughs> the field pests and, you know, different insects will not fly around and want to eat on it or crawl around it and want to eat on it just for agriculture so we can sell more products and that sort of industry can thrive. So that's why they really create this new soy since the 50s, you know, uh, that America has gone crazy over. And it's totally different. Cause I used to live in Japan, Okinawa, Japan for a whole year. And I can tell you, they don't, they don't, even, they don't even know what soy sauce is, put it that way. I was like, yeah, duck sauce, soy. I was like, yeah, I was like, you got any duck sauce, the soy? And it's like, nani, like what? W a h t means like, uh, nani, nani, nani. They'll be like, nani. Like, what are you talking about? It's, uh, it's just weird. Uh, totally different uh, situation when you go. Uh, well, my experience when I was over now, I don't know about now, but, but with that, are you? <laughs> Shalom, phone on the record. <clears throat> this is Brother Cedric. We're having this conversation about the soy and stuff, and the only thing I keep thinking about is the fact that you, when we're looking at what this stuff is being put in, you got to think about where where they're mostly putting it at, and a lot of this stuff is being put in, in like uh, children's food. You have all the, the Sunny D, the peanut butter, you have all of the cereals, you have all the cookies, you have all the cakes, the ice creams, the jelly beans. I mean, they're putting it in the foods, and the, these children's foods, and then these children are consuming this soy from an earlier age, so by the time they get to the adult age, 
you start to you start to see the effects of it play, basically being played out, especially now because you start to see a lot more. I guess you can say uh, homosexual uh, children, uh, most mainly boys. But now it's like you know you have the girls, and it's like a lot of it is. I guess they're saying hormonal imbalance. But it's coming from what's in the food, and it, and and now I'm starting to see that most of it is is the soy, and it, you know, have had they tell you know the parents you know watch what you're feeding your children at an early age, maybe that can kind of cut you know that can kind of help them you know see you know what kind of changes are going on in their children's lives, primarily by what they eat, you know, but. You know, unfortunately, our parents don't. Some of our parents don't necessarily do that because of the simple fact that a lot of them are living in these. I guess you can say, uh, I guess you can say, urban cities. Uh, so, and you know, a lot of them are uh, impoverished or living under the poverty line. So, like any little bit of money they get, they go to these, you know, supermarket grocery stores that sell these crap product foods, and then they're giving it to their kids. I mean, like. A lot of this stuff, all of the the stuff that's going to kill you is usually going to cost, a, you know, a dollar or anything under, you know, $10. That's going to kill you because they're putting so much stuff in it. And a lot of that stuff, it's like if you go to the store right now, everything on a, everything on a shelf right about now is going to have some type of soy or wheat in it. But I guarantee it's going to have soy in it. And we're giving it to our kids. We're giving it to the small kids, and and that's the only thing I can think of. You know, when when I hear this, you know, this discussion, but it definitely does make you think about what you're putting in your kid's body, because that stuff makes all the difference later on, as you can see. Um, on that, I yield. That's interesting. Anybody know anything about? Okay, let's talk about this. Deodorant. What are alternative deodorants? Um, shalom. Shalom. Oh, yeah. Let's hear from Brother Patrice really quick, brother. Go ahead, brother. Um, Dr. Patrice, travel leave our box of masks. For on the record. Um, are you, when you say... Deodorant. You mean deodorant without aluminum, correct? Correct. All right. So there's one I used to use. I can't remember the name of it. Um, wait a second. You could use uh, Nature de France, but I'm not exactly sure what all the ingredients in this one are. But I know that it's not. Um, oh, I'm looking at one right now. There isn't any aluminum in this one, but I'm not sure if it's it's if it's available all over the country. And there's another one I have over here that's called um it also doesn't have aluminum and it's called it's called Everyman Jack. And this one looks a lot more natural. There's grapefruit seed extract in it. There's sage and um juniperus virginiana wood extract, rosemary oil, aloe leaf, witch hazel. Yeah, so this one looks pretty good, but yeah, Everyman Jack and Nature de France. Those are the two deodorants that myself and my consort use. 
Thank you, brother. Who else was saying something? Shalom, this is Auntie Crystal. Uh, we use a brand called Tones of Maine. Uh, it's a company out of Maine, and they do all natural, all natural products, or for the most part. And we use uh, deodorants, and they do have like some toothpastes as well. And I've never used this, but I've heard some people say you can use like baking soda and peppermint oil, mix that together to make a home remedy um, deodorant. With that, I yield. I thought I heard another male voice, but I was putting on my headphones. Oh, it was uh, me, brother. Uh, this is Minister Cedric. I was going to mention a uh, deodorant that you had mentioned like years ago. It's like a crystal deodorant. It comes like a purple uh, box. I've been using that since like 2000 and 2013. I still have mine, and it hasn't gotten smaller yet. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the one. I, yeah, go ahead, sister. This is a uh, sister I was for and on the record. Um, no, Brother Cedric, I use uh, the Thai crystal um, as well, and I've been using it for for years, and it's <laughs> still around. So um, same one, I carry it with me. Um, so I I found that to be um, perfect, actually. Yeah, it does work. I don't know about the times, though. What are you all doing different? Because I'm telling you, that times is like you got to put it on every hour. <laughs> I mean, I agree. It it does not work. It's never worked for me. I've tried it three different times in my life. Isn't so? Can you all explain to me what we're doing wrong? I, I, we use it. We haven't had any problems with it. Wow. Man, Sister Charlotte, you said you agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I started. I started out when I first started using um, aluminum-free deodorant. I started with the Toms, and actually, I never <laughs> actually it made me musty. And I have, to, <laughs> I have to keep washing under my arms and keep using it. And I, I don't know. I don't know what what was the difference, but I stopped using that one, and now I use um, naturally fresh. It's um, hypoallergenic. I got it from Whole Foods. I got a, a whole a couple of different um, um, fragrances. This one is Tropical Breeze, but it's um, hypoallergenic. It's um, paraben-free, and it's also aluminum-free, and it really works. Praise the Lord. What's it called again? It's called Naturally Fresh. Ta-da. Yeah. Anything else anybody want to bring up? Any topics? Anything anybody want? Anything anybody want to talk to me about? Ask me any questions or anything. Um, Shalom. I do have a question, brother. This is Brother Shadrick again. Um, I was uh in the Temple of the Most High uh website, and I was looking over some of the stuff, the material that was there, and I can't remember before you changed the website. There used to be a video on there. Um, that was explaining um, the origins. I think it was the origins, not necessarily the origins, but it was mentioning the dynasty that had conquered uh, the ten tribes that were over here in the hemisphere. Some uh, like right before the Spaniards, not right before the Spaniards came, but a couple of centuries before the Spaniards had came. 
I was wondering exactly. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Because I was also I was always trying to find it in my studies, and I couldn't. Well, I'm trying to figure out what video you're talking about first. Um, there was a, there's always a video that used to be like right on the Temple of the Most High site, like, and it was always talking about. Um, in the video, it had so a couple of scenes from it was a, it was one scene that was in there where it was the guy he was telling the guy uh, about how the Moors had uh, invaded uh, Spain and some of the uh, Sicilians. They were basically descendants of Moors. It had that in there, but it was, and it also had a scene in there where they were talking about the Mongol, the Mongolians who had, um, who had, I guess you can say, tried to colonize the ten tribes, like around 300 or something BD, AD, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I couldn't really figure out uh, exactly who they were or any other history behind it, but I was just like. I'll know that the video was going to be there, but by the time you had changed the website, the video wasn't there anymore. You switched it out for uh, the Matrix Unplugged, but it was a video there. Um, I remember there being a video there, and if it was there, then it's probably still there in the file, but I don't remember specifically that being in there because the one that I'm thinking about was about Temple Asylum. So I don't okay, remember that. Okay, yeah, that's what, it, that's what it was. That's what it was. I apologize. <laughs> no problem, but I just, this is baffling me. But, um, yeah, I mean, and I, because I'm in, let me say this, because I'm in Texas, I really get to see in the people themselves the evidence of the Spaniards and the Mongolians being over here. It is so crystal clear. And I mean, in, in this manner, there'll be somebody that you swear that's Chinese is speaking Spanish and they're Mexicans. Okay. And then you'll swear that they're Mexican and they're speaking Chinese. It happens all the time. And then there's like, the crazy thing is I've been like to different places across the country and I keep seeing Chinese writing everywhere, Chinese banks everywhere. It's crazy. But um, as far as that, I mean, I can't remember the actual, um, I think it's XI. I think that's his name. The ex, I can't pronounce it, but one of those dynasties is the one that uh, they're supposed to be the ones that came over or, or involved with the ones that came over here. That's all I can remember about that at this time. But I'm not going to say any false information, so I have to limit that because I can vaguely remember it. No, Paulo. I just remember that was a video that was posted uh, when I first uh, when I first got in the nation. That video was there, and then you revamp the site, and then you end up putting uh, to a little most high. I mean, not to a little most high. The matrix unplugged in there now, which is still good. But I just remember the other video, and, and it had that information in there. <laughs> How you? I gotta look it up, look and see if it's there, um, because you know I've done a lot of videos. I've done a lot of videos that I haven't released yet. 
and I've been intending to release for three and four years. It's just hard. It's just because of all this work that I have to do. And it doesn't help that, you know, when if you have people to help and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore, they whatever the case is, then I have to take up that slack. So it's kind of difficult to get these other things out because that kind of stuff has to have priority. Getting the people in, making sure everybody's being properly um, looked after, the education is intact. So it's a lot of work that I do, a whole lot. Anybody want to talk about anything? Anybody want to ask me anything? Um, whatever. Nobody has yeah. anything? <laughs> Shalom. This is Octatrice Traveliva. I just wanted to add, I, mean, I just had a little comment as far as when you were talking about uh, the Moabites uh, speaking Spanish and things of that nature. Um, they definitely have a lot of those, well, they're not Moabites, but they have a lot of Cambodians up here, not in Boston in particular, but there's a city north of Boston, maybe like an hour away where I went to school, and they had a lot of Cambodians there. And I don't know if there, if anyone has, I don't, I don't know where else there are a lot of Cambodians in, in America besides like uh, California, but when you see these people, they look like Latinos and it, it's only, it's only probably the hair because the hair is straight. So if you didn't, if they had like a hat on or, you know, something like that, if you didn't notice their long hair, you might even think it was an Aboriginal until you hear them speak. So I just wanted to add that because I've definitely experienced that when I was um, in school, seeing a lot of those guys, and, and they, they would dress with the fitted hats and the Air Forces and that whole thing. And they were, they were gangs, you know, they were they clipped up in gangs and things of that nature. You would never know that they were um, Asian at all, you know. But, yeah, I just wanted to add that. Yeah. Anybody else got anything they want to talk about? Um, Salam again. This is Brother uh, Cedric. Uh, let me ask you a question, Priest. Uh, Did you uh, have you ever heard of a, a movie called uh, Santa and Pete? No. Well, I ran across this. It's a, I guess it's supposed to be a children's story, but the funny thing about it, and it, and it has so much evidence, like or is ridiculous. I saw it on Facebook. It was a picture of it on Facebook. Um, I don't necessarily know who played St. Nick, but the guy Flex Anderson played as Pete. But you won't with the with the Pete guy, he was dressed like a Moor. <laughs> oh, and, wait a minute. You're talking about Flex Alexander? You talking yeah. about the comedian? Yeah. The Negro comedian. The Negro comedian. I saw a clip of that before. Go ahead, brother. Because he's swarthy Pete. He's swarthy Pete in there. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, he, um, they, when I, because I tried to watch a little bit of it today, and then I saw so many things where they were just pretty much trying to let, you know, let everybody know exactly what actually went on in Europe. <clears throat> you have, do you have this uh, black Pete guy who was pretty much like a, uh, comrade of the guy uh, Saint Nick, quote unquote Saint Nick, who used to carry around this book called the Book of Life, 
quote unquote. And um, the, he basically, um, I think he got stuck in Spain somehow. He got arrested in Spain because he was trying to give. He was, I guess, he was trying to spur. He was trying to basically give gifts to the people or to the kids there. But the Spaniards didn't agree with the ideology associated with it, and they was like, they took his book from him. They asked him, "Well, what is this book?" And he was like, "Well, this is the book. This book is basically a book of all the of all the people or something, uh, something in it. I forgot." And um, he was just like, oh, "In the toys and stuff, that's just for the children." But I, I just thought it was funny how they have this guy, St. Nick, who has a quote-unquote book of life, who has a friend named Pete who is a Moor. I was just like, man, this, this is – and they traveled through Spain. That was just that was just odd to me. But they this stuff – they just be making these movies, and they just be putting hints and all kinds of stuff in it. The movie also has James Earl Jones. He's the one telling the story of, you know, St. Nick and uh, – uh, the Black Pete guy who's a Moor, um, who they have the Sinterklaas and the Zwart Pete in Holland. This, this is basically where they modeled that story from. So, how are you? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. That that Swarthy Pete in the original uh, Saint Nick is a Negro. You know, you know what they do when they get it in the hands of the Romans. Yeah, pretty much. Seen that, you know, about, like, Swarthy Pete, you could type in his name, and you'll get all types of stuff on him. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I haven't done it in a while, but I'm pretty sure it's still out there. Um, anything else anybody wants to speak on? Shalom, going on the record, this is Octatrice, Tribal Levi. Um, I'm not sure if anyone has seen the movie Chirac. But um, it's a film by Spike Lee. I'm not sure if anyone brought it up in the past fellowships, but um, a concert I recently saw, when was it, like two weeks ago? Something like that, like two weeks ago. Um, it's, it's you know, a little sexually explicit. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty sexually explicit, actually, at, at times. Um, but I feel like I liked it because of it was kind of refreshing to see something like that in a theater, you know, kind of something that was, I mean, it's not available. The movie wasn't available in all theaters. We couldn't find it at a bunch of theaters, but just the fact that the message he was trying to get out in terms of like, um, you know, if you see the trailers, you know, it's basically talking about Chicago, the gang life and that kind of thing. And it's kind of following a, following like a rapper and his lifestyle and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, he's like a rapper and a gangster. But I felt like it was a it was a good film mainly because of the time that we're in. And um, you know, Spike is known for films like Malcolm X and that kind of thing. So I feel like to me, I mean it was it was a little refreshing to see something like that, you know, at a time like this. So I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. So if um I'm not sure if it's still in theaters if, if anyone else would be able to see it, but it should be. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I've been looking for it out here, can't find it, but you know, I'm gonna still look in Texas. Anybody else? Has anybody seen Spotlight? Anybody seen that movie? No. You have. 
No. Well, you definitely see it, brother Patrice, because it's about stuff that took place in Boston and um, about all those priests molesting those children. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Catholic priests, so it's a disturbing movie, but it's a must-see. Anybody else? It's called Spotlight? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll look that up. Shut up. Salam, um, there's a movie coming out uh, pretty soon. I can't necessarily, uh, I don't know necessarily when. It should be shortly. Uh, about how they're going to expose the banks. And it's supposed to have, like, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, or somebody. And I've been mentioning, like, the last couple of uh, weeks. But that's supposed to be, like, they're supposed to be showing how the the banking uh, industry is a fraud and how they frauded the people. But it's kind of... The movie is kind of set up like this other movie called Too Big to Fail. I don't know if anybody remembers that movie, but uh, it's kind of set up like that, but it's a little bit more in-depth. It's showing, I, I guess you can say, it's going a little bit more deeper into how they defrauded the people in, in terms of the banking industry. And they got all of these A-list Hollywood actors in the movie. It, it was one of those things that kind of just flashed across the screen on YouTube before I was watching some other uh, music video. Uh, I had to watch it because I was just like, they're actually going to bring this to the movie theater? I was like, this is crazy. The, the time we're living in, I think this is phenomenal, but I don't know how that's going to pan out. You know, <laughs> I'm surprised, you know. The government hasn't said anything about it, but they're going to release that uh, movie pretty soon. As I, as a matter of fact, I mentioned this movie and the movie Spotlight that just came out, uh, or that Priest was just uh, talking about. So they're coming out a lot of movies. I think that we should definitely invest in going and seeing. I yield. You know the name of it, brother? You don't remember the name? I do not remember the name. It starts with an S, if I'm not mistaken. But it's not spotlight, but it is. It does start with an S, if I remember. Sister Tori told me about that. We've been trying to find it, but we can't find any other evidence of it or anything. Like, Man. It's disappeared. Mm-mm-mm. Anybody else want to talk about anything? <laughs> Man, why would I get on the phone? For the record, brother, I can't tell Judas. You wanted to ask about the uh, TV channel. You had mentioned that the nation is going to have a TV channel, and I know you had talked about the Roku. Can you use other streaming media players to uh, access? You can't, but right now I'm trying to wait till next year to before we do that because the channel is not a channel. Well, I mean, it's a channel on streaming media, but it's not a channel. It's not a specific channel on television because it's a network. So we can use any channels that we have available for outlet. It could be standard television. It could be cable vision. Um, you know, it can be whatever is available uh, for an outlet. So that won't be to next year anyway. So that's why I'm not really discussing it right now. You there, brother? 
I was checking into the Roku, and they said something about you got to have a credit card to register it. So I was asking, can you use the different streaming media along the same lines as the Roku to access it? You don't have to have a credit card, but you don't have to have a credit card. You you can. It, it's too much for me to explain right now, but you don't have to have a credit card. How I can explain it? Uh, I don't think I can explain it in any short amount of time. But you don't have to have a credit card. Absolutely not. All you gotta have is a streaming media device to to do it. But the thing about it is. That you can do it um, via Android phone or uh, iPhone, but that's a whole other subject. And it's too much for me to even discuss right now. The beginning of the next, well, when we come back next semester, the beginning of next semester, we'll be going over that with the nation. Toda, thank you. Yes, sir. Shalom. This is Sister yes, Roberts, sir. one on the record. Um, Brother Shedrick, is that movie called um, The Big Short? I think that's, I think it might be. Does it have Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise in it? Um, one of the, uh, Brad Pitt. Yes, that's the movie. What is the name again? The Big Short. Big Short. The Big Short. That's what it is. Is it in the theaters? It says it's supposed to be out by Christmas, but I'm not sure if it's slated to come out then or not. All right. I'm excited. Man, Um, that's going to be interesting. Uh, and Brother Priest, um, this isn't really a question, but um, I sent you an email regarding Man. the, um, like, last week, regarding the um, social media stuff, some questions. You didn't get the reply? No. I replied, no. Like, uh, like, about an hour later. Are you serious? Uh, no. Okay. I'm very serious. Okay. Um, Let me check. I mean, unless I did something wrong, I'm not where I can check it right now. But, uh, I mean, I had a couple of people tell me they didn't get replies from me. And I know I replied and I can see it in the sent box. But, you know, I have to check it. Would you mind just replying again? Because I don't have it. Okay, um, it's gonna be later. But so you mean That's all fine. this time you haven't? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You asked me some specific questions, and I outlined them all and answered them all, and you tell me you did not get that. I didn't. I just I I'm in my I'm in front of my computer. I just checked. And I didn't get it. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, I'm a, when I get the opportunity, I'll check it and resend it. Thank you. Yes, ma'am.
Anybody want to talk about anything? I'm going to be here another, well, it says another one minute, but I still got a few more minutes. Brother, we can't hear you. Can you hear me better? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, uh, the the Moabites, um, being the child of um, the the interbreeding between Lot and his daughter, right? And yes. The area that okay. Now the area in the so-called biblical region is was like where Israel is today, where Jordan is. I wanted to say today. Um, so if they were if they're today, they're supposed to be the descendants. Today is supposed to be uh, most of the Asians or the, the Mongols, the Mongolians. And I know they went more like where today is China and Mongolia is today. And they say, I don't know, Genghis Khan is supposed to be his, uh, you know, um, his people are supposed to be a descendant from the um, people who were in uh, Mongolia and that area. Can you could you elaborate how did they extend into China from that area? Because most people today would think they still are in that region. Because mongoloids are different than Mongols. Mongoloids are the genes that happen, defective genes that happens according to the um, the incest. So right. if you look at it as just Mongols, then yeah, I mean, it's not going to make sense. You got to look at it as mongoloids. So mm-hmm. I do know that sometimes I haven't probably made that clear because I'm always when I'm talking, I'm always trying to guard against me saying words backwards because I have a, a touch of what they call dyslexia. But So sometimes I don't really express that kind of thing, but that's the difference. I mean, the, 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 the region of Moab is like it's east. It's, it's like southeast of the entire land of Israel. Or right. it would be like it would be like East Judah. So All right. you gotta understand that the migration period even before that time um they went to what you call Asia, right? And really back then all of that was considered Asia. The Bible talks about Asia Right, because they were they were considering that Asia, but they weren't thinking of it like we think of it. They were thinking of it more like um, more like the hemisphere, like it was a hemisphere. Right. So, but but basically, to, to sum it up, I mean, the Mongols are different than the Mongoloids. That's the real difference. Now, there are Mongols that are Mongoloids, you know, but that's the difference. Anybody else? 
Anybody else before I exit? Salam, uh, Brother Priest. This is Sister Crystal. Um, I was listening to the podcast, and one of the brothers mentioned on there, I can't remember who it was, but he stated something about um, the United States being bankrupt since 1789? Can, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Cause, oh, go ahead. What were you saying? It's hopefully I can express this in a concise manner. Uh, the United States has the fact that it is the United States, it's always been bankrupt. And what happened at that time period is they were changing over from the Articles of Association to the Constitution and, excuse me, Articles of Confederation to the Constitution. Articles of Confederation is the same as as Articles of Incorporation. It is a contract. So whereas the Articles are to formulate a government, a constitution is a contract for a government. So upon their upon their initial uh, construction, they were already in debt. So that's basically the best way I can say it. Now, I don't know who you're speaking of specifically and what they said specifically, but if you can see it from this point of view, what they were trying to do, they tried to really, they tried to make the Constitution. You, In order to understand this, you really got to read the first article to really get this. What they were trying to do is they were, again, trying to escape Europe. They tried it with the Articles of Confederation. And it did not work because they never expatriated from the what is now the United Kingdom. They tried to do the Constitution because they realized that the Confederation had been taken over by a federation, which is the Shalom. Yes, sir. I first out me, Tribe of Judah. Oh, okay. Thank you, man. Excuse me. <laughs> So that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to escape them. So from the very inception of what I'm trying to say is they were bankrupt. Now, once they came out in 1933, here's the thing. They were collecting gold from persons and turning that over to the last bit of the bankers. So that was a international bankruptcy, I guess you could say that, which would be a minimum of 70 years. So like when you have um, bankruptcies for 
said individuals or people, the seven years for countries, 70 years. So essentially, since 1789, they've been really trying to redo their bankruptcies over and over and over again since from the very beginning. They never broke ties with United Kingdom. United Kingdom. Now the other specific, you probably have to ask that brother, but that's about as much as I can say. I think. Did that make? Did that even make sense, sister? Did that make sense? Yeah. Thank you, sister. So, I am going to have to exit. I do have some other business I got to attend to as we work 24-7 actually so um, thank you all for being here and being supportive yes sir and I will exit now Shalom Shalom brother um, phone on the record this is brother Cedric I'm stepping in for a priest um, I thought that was a really great question that the sister had asked <clears throat> I had heard I myself had heard some stuff like that, and I tried to investigate it, and I, like you, I didn't really get it. Um, I didn't really get it in terms of, um, but well, before we just had this discussion that we're having now, I didn't really get how they ended up being bankruptcy the first time. So it looked like they just always just were going through bankruptcy, but eventually, you know, you know, the way priests explained it is that they were always trying to, you know, you know, clean up their bankruptcy because they never, I guess you could say, expatriated from Europe. Um, and as you everybody well knows today is that they're still that America is still annexed to uh the United Kingdom. So um yeah, that's some pretty uh good information. Does anybody else have anything they want to share on that particular discussion, or does anybody have anything else that they want to put on the uh, table? Just state your name for and on the record. Shalom, for and on the record, this is Patrice, Tribe of Levi. Yes, sir. Boston Mass. Um, yeah, I actually just wanted to <laughs> clear something up. I mentioned earlier about the movie uh, Chirac that it was following the, the man, but it was actually following the sister. That's actually who it, you know, it's kind of following her for a good chunk of the movie. So I just wanted to put that out there. Shalom. Oh, no problem, brother. And thank you for that. And, you know, it's so crazy because a couple of weeks ago, no, I think it was not a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a week and a half ago, I asked somebody if they had actually seen that movie because I'm a, a big Spike Lee fan. I really love his movies. Um, I think they're really... I mean, they capture, they capture some, you know, some of the uh, African American, so-called African American and Latino culture, in such a way that it pretty much, it just, it is, it's beautiful to me. I think it's awesome. But um, just the new movie, the you know, that the latest, you know, movie that he did, I really was fascinated just by the trailer. I was fascinated, and he had some of the, you know, he had some big stars in there like Angela Bassett, you know, uh, Wesley Snipes, and some other different, you know, brothers and sisters in there. I was just like, man, he done did it again. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be on the lookout for that movie myself. Uh, thank you for that, brother. Um, does anybody else have anything that they want to share 
in regards to the um, discussion the sister was just uh, mentioning a few minutes ago. Well, can I, before we move on, I just wanted to say this. The sister, you know, when the sister brought that up, I was thinking about something um, that I had, you know, learned from my studies this semester on campus uh, when I did my research or uh, when I was doing my senior thesis on private prisons. Um, <clears throat> and I also was taking public administration. And in public administration, we were uh, uh, talking about how um, how certain functions are uh, put out or carried out by other different uh, organizations. And we were discussing the difference between, yeah. what is it, uh, you have, uh, oh, man, I can't remember exactly what it is. I'll just say uh, a lot of functions in the United States are privatized, one of the biggest privatized uh, entities here in the United States is the Federal Reserve. And if anybody remembers, you know, the Federal Reserve is created um, as a system to uh, by a bunch of private uh, international bankers, if you will, to, I guess you could say, manage the economic market um, of the United States. But I wanted to kind of throw out there that this private organization, there's a book, and I, the next time I come here, I'm going to have this book. As a matter of fact, I may post it on the university because this book is really, it's short, but it's really good. It's actually a letter in the form of a book. And the guy who wrote the book, he was writing about how the United States uh, contracted with, this, with a set of international bankers who formulated a, uh, a private organization in which they would create uh, they would create an instrument that would not incur any interest on it. Uh, I think it was not conditional. Um, and the only way that it can work is if the goal was removed from the general public. You understand what I'm saying? Because it was a debt instrument, and the people still had gold and silver. But the people, uh, but the government was saying, oh, we can't use, you know, paper currency unless it's an emergency. We can only use paper currency if it's an emergency. So they had to create the panic in order for the currency to be uh, fluctuated throughout the, uh, general but, uh, the general body. It goes a little bit more in depth, but I just thought that was pretty interesting when I read the book. Hold on. Um, yeah, I'm going to have that book um, title available to you guys. I'm going to try to put it in the – I'm putting a link in the university. Is you can actually find it on archives, org. I go there all the time to read these very nostalgic books. Bible dictionaries, anything. They pretty much have a lot of different books on there, but I just want to throw that out there since you were talking about um, the United States uh, Corporation, if you will. Um, does anybody else have anything else that they want to add to the uh, topic before we move on? Okay. Uh, we can now open up the floor for any new topics that anybody has. Just state your name for it on the record.
Uh, Shalom, this is Sister Tiffany. Um, I just had a quick question. Um, yes. Can you talk more about the, the crystal rock thing? Because I, I heard about that. I actually just heard about that, like, last week. I was watching um an interview with Erica Badu. She was on The Breakfast Club, and she was talking about that, and I, I'd never heard about it. So, like, how does it work? Oh. And, like, yeah. Yes, yes, sister. Um, Chris mentioned this, like, it probably been talking about it way before I came in the nation, but when I first came in the nation, Priest had mentioned that there's this, this little crystal rock. I think it's called Pulse or something like I can't remember the name of the I wanna say it's called Pulse. It's in a you can get it in a purple and white box. And what you do is you it comes in this tiny little plastic cup about the same size as the rock. Um and you basically wet it in water and you put it on. And I guarantee, I kid you not, like, it literally keeps you, like, dry. It keeps you fresh for at least, I would say, a day and a half. But I wouldn't go past the day and a half, though, because everybody should practice cleanliness. Um, so I would say but that's how long it can pretty much keep you fresh. Um but other than that, it doesn't uh, leave you. It doesn't leave you smelling musty or anything like that um, within the first couple of hours. Like you know, I haven't really tried any other crystal, but from my experience, when I tried this crystal, I I do know that it doesn't leave you musty. You don't have to reapply it every hour or so like that. Um, and I still have mine. I have mine now for like three years. So it's, it's and it's oh, wow. I think the the cheapest one the cheapest one you can get is probably like maybe five six dollars and that's for the like the it's, it's like the it's about the size of a golf ball yeah it's about the size of a golf ball and oh. it really it really does work but yeah actually, and I'm in oh go ahead. Yeah, and she also said in the interview that um, for each arm, she has to um, go rub it up and down a hundred times. You have to use it that much. Um, I, not necessarily. I just basically put it. I I, I basically rub the side because it has a lot of different sides on it. I'm not necessarily sure why, but I guess it's to give it the crystal look. But I mean, with you know, when you're rubbing it, when you take it in the water. You put it in the water, the side in the water, and you're rubbing it. I don't necessarily count. I just basically rub it on there enough to give me a a dry, you know, a dry armpit, <laughs> something that's going to keep me from perspiring uh, as much, which I don't necessarily perspire as much. But, you know, from what I have, you know, from what I've actually gained from it, I've been dry every time I've used it. I don't, you know, you don't have to rub it on there a thousand times or whatever. So, and I, and I guess it gen, generally is how, it, I guess it really works based on how you use it, really. You know, if you rub it on there like three times, I guess, you know, who knows. But I know it's just supposed to coat your pores and keep them from perspiring so bad. So, um it could be. I think the name of it is called Crystal. Let me let me be more precise because I want to make sure that if I'm giving you this information, it is correct. I think the name of it is called Crystal Deodorant. Let me make sure. 
crystal deodorant. Yes, that's what it's called. It's called crystal with a C. Okay, now that you mention it, um, I think I have seen it at my local herb store, but yeah. I always just look past it because I'm like, oh, that thing is so small, and but I think I'm, I'm gonna look at it if that's it. But if that's not yeah. it, would I be able to get it on Amazon? Oh yeah, you definitely be able to get it on Amazon. You be able to get it on Amazon, eBay. Um, I mean, they, they have it on there, and I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm on. I think it's Amazon, right? Oh, it's not Amazon. It's just listing a bunch of different stores that sell it. I see one of them for like two sixty nine, and that's just a spray on crystal fragrance free deodorant. It doesn't have aluminum in it. It is aluminum free. It doesn't have aluminum in it. So, um, yeah. Okay, ta da! No problem. No problem, sister. Anybody has any other uh, topics that they want to put on the table? Don't all speak all at once. <laughs> all right, well, let me, I, I'll tell you, I'll share something with you guys. There's an article going around. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody's seen the article. There's um, I guess they got married like maybe last year or so. There's this, there's these two sisters who got married, I guess. Uh, one has dressed, the other sister weave or whatever. I can't remember their names, but they divorced. Divorce isn't finalized. But the, here's the interesting thing about this whole thing. The judge says that if the... The, the the lady can prove that she let me see if I can find this thing because this this is really crazy this just goes to show you the the Babylon you know state that we live in they're at, they're they're trying to get the sister to confess into her fathering the lady's child and I'm like how are you going to get her to prove that she fathered a Baby, when she's a lady. I yeah. saw that article. Did you see that article, sister? I saw it. That was it's, that was it's crazy. Pure I didn't even read it, but I did see it. Yeah, that was pure foolishness. And someone <laughs> bust out and said, "Oh no, they're not talking about see because it doesn't have anything to do with gender." Yeah, it does because you're asking this lady if she. Father, this lady's child, I guess <clears throat> maybe, and then it's not necessarily been put out there as proof, but I, someone saying that maybe she signed as the father on the uh, birth certificate or something like that. But I would think, I would think they wouldn't even let her do it because you'd have to be a man in order to do that. So right, I, don't, I don't think that would be allowed. Right, so other than that, they, they why would they? How could you? How could you ask this lady if she fathered another woman's child? But again, and this and this is what kind of bugs me out because you have a lot of brothers and sisters who are like the you know Pan Africanists, 
chemitologists, Egyptology groups who don't really consider the prophecies at all. Like, they don't consider the prophecies or anything in the book to be valid at all. And I'm like, you have this stuff going on from the scriptures right now. And I'm like, this is this is Sodom and Gomorrah. This is Egypt. This is Babylon, all mixed up together. And it just goes to show you the end of days as we speak. And it's like, it's it's disturbing. It is really, really disturbing. I, you know, I just thought it was you had the same sex, the same sex marriage. I even saw one time where they were trying to create a gender neutral bathroom in Australia, or they were trying to create like these gender neutral, uh, gender neutral name, or like they were trying to come up with these different categories for people who were gender neutral or transgendered or whatever, there was like maybe 25 to 30, 40 different names or something like that. I can't remember. And they wanted to have them as options on Facebook for people who didn't want to identify as male or female. But now you have it where the judge, and maybe it's just a joke. I think it's maybe just a joke. But now you have it where you have the justice system or who or the divorce people asking this lady if she fathered this woman's child. If that doesn't sound strange, I don't know what else sounds strange, but that's just weird. Anyway, I just thought that just, I just wanted, you know, just to let you guys know, hey, this, this is getting worse and worse. But uh, <laughs> uh, on that, I yield. Anybody have any more topics that they want to uh, bring forth? Say your name for one on the record. Yes, ma'am. Oh, so this is uh, Sister Crystal Ford on the record, or Sister Roberts Ford on the record. Um, no I don't, I don't have, I don't have anything else, but I um, actually have to make an exit. So I just wanted to um, say shalom to everybody and um, speak to everyone next week. No problem, sister. And it's great having you come out tonight. We appreciate it. And thank you again for giving us that talk about uh, soy because I have that stuff I didn't even know. So um, now I have to try to avoid it a lot more than I, you know, already been trying to. So right. thank you again. You're, no you're welcome, brother. Shalom, yes, sister. Shalom, sister. Shalom, sister. Yes. Um, <clears throat> going forward, does anybody have anything else that they want to share um, as we, you know, have this open forum. Hello, brother. This is uh, Ock Gavin yes, from uh, Tribe of Benjamin. Yeah. I just wanted to go back to what you were saying on the, um, the United States being bankrupt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just, I was thinking about it, and then I, was, I went back to something I was reading before, and I pulled it up um, that, you know, I mean, I guess you already know that uh, from your studies, there was like four major bankruptcies. In the no. Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> well, should sure everybody get out a pen or paper or use their mind <laughs> to think or calculate what I'm about to say is that from the first to the last one, there were there were in each four fourth time periods it's it's an accumulation of seventy years basically 
from the first, the second, to the second, to the third, to the third, to the fourth. And if you check out the number 70 in the law of bankruptcy, that's the amount of years it takes for the bankruptcy to be clear or clear and free, basically. Oh. So it's like they were using that method to go to war every time there was a bankruptcy to change the currency in the United States. Okay. So, so let me ask you a question. Are you, yes, hold on, brother. Are you asking, are, are you saying that for every bankruptcy that they have had, that every time they had a bankruptcy, they were using those bankruptcies to change the currency here in the United States? <laughs> as far as I'm reading, yes. Hmm. Okay. And by doing and by and by trying to get it done, they would go to the country would be at war at that time. Does it say exactly who they will be at war with? Like where they? Yeah, going the first. The I'm, I'm. Can I read it off if you don't mind? No, no problem. Go ahead. The first. Okay, the first bankruptcy that took place. Um, that was declared by the United States Incorporated it was 1791. And that was the time when they signed the Bill of Rights, which is the first 10 amendments that priest, Brother Priest was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's saying the first 10 amendments and the final passing of the Constitution for the United States, which happened December 15th of that year, shortly after our first bankruptcy. This is, this is, of course, significant as our God-given rights are solely dependent on this document. Though they were generally accepted common law rights throughout the world long before America existed. And it says during each bankruptcy, a war is fought. The Revolutionary War, in this case, and a new form of currency was established, is always established. Since the old one becomes essentially worthless, a new corporate restructured of each bankruptcy, which the new country came new money. Several monetary systems were proposed for the early Republic of America. Congress approved the first dollar on August 8th, 1786, once um, passage of the U.S. Constitution was secured. And the first bankruptcy and the reconstructing, I'm sorry, restructuring was in motion the Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton, turned the government's attention to monetary issues once again in the early 1790s. Um, it says, on Hamilton's recommendation, Congress passed the, the Coinage Act of 1792, which established the dollar as the basic unit of accounting for the U.S., the United States. At this point, the dollar was still backed by gold. And it says uh, the second bankruptcy took place exactly 70 years later, which was true, which is true, which is 1861. The main reason for this is that the restructuring, uh, the restructuring that takes place in the bankruptcy can by law only last for 70 years without being settled. And so in 1861, the country was declared bankrupt once again. Of course, there was much more to this plan event in history. 
uh, as carpetbaggers claimed and stole the land of Southern property owners and the banks and governments bought up land and farmland for pennies on the dollar. The Civil War broke out in the year when the Southern state began to say no to the Northern government of these carpetbaggers. This is often referred by the Southern state, especially as the war of the Northern aggression. And most Southerners will also say that there was certainly nothing civil about the Civil War. This was quite true when considering that the government is housed in the North, which is the um, Washington, D.C., and that their aggression was the takeover and the corporate restructuring of America. This was not a war over slavery, to be sure. And the assassination of Abraham Lincoln happened only after his attempt to depose the central banking structure and establish greenbacks, congressionally printed and controlled money. But in 1863, during the uh, American Civil War, the the National Bank Act was passed. This act and its later amended versions essentially taxed states, bonds, and currency out of existence. Um, And so through corporate government legislation in the newly uh, reorganized country, the dollar became the sole currency of the United States, which was still backed by uh, metals then, and remains so in an altered and worthless form today. The third one was now we come to the third one, the third bankruptcy in our country's history, which was 70 years later after that, which is 1931, which everybody knows the Great Depression and all of that. This was the big one. This was the time after the Industrial Revolution when population, lawful immigration, jobs, and opportunity were in abundance. The money system was still in real money, meaning trade was done in, pre- in precious metals like gold and silver coins. Even the paper dollar was backed by the redeemable excuse me, and redeemable for gold and silver at this face value. It says, but at the anticipated bankruptcy loomed closer and closer, steps were taken by the government to ensure that a new restructuring of the country could take place, ensuring the same bankers and corporate crooks would remain in power. The stock market was deliberately crashed and the Great Depression ensued. The population was broke and their land and property was once again bought for pennies on the dollar by the banks and newly recognized government. Man, I tell you, transfer of wealth is the name of the game, and a new game is played every 70 years. Um, But during 1933 and 38, as the reorganization of our government and finance laws took place after most small banks were deliberately collapsed and fell into the holding of larger banks, A very important thing happened that changed the landscape of our nation. The gold standard was removed and replaced by federal reserve notes, which is today the dollar. The House of Rep accomplished this when they passed House Joint Resolution 192. This new legislator actually outlawed the use of real money, which it was gold and silver, to pay off a debt, actually making it illegal to require real money to pay for a debt, the dollar now called the Federal Reserve Note, became legal tender, was backed by the supposed full faith and credit of the U.S. government. However, this paperback money or fiat currency was in fact worthless due to the absence of real money backing its value. The dollar is nothing more than an IOU and only 
as value if both parties in an exchange verbally or contractually accept it as payment for goods and services while remaining under the illusion or blind faith that the government or institution which issues this paper has the power, wealth, and credit to back up this currency. It says, in fact, a few years after this third restructure of the U.S. government mandated the, um, the confiscation of all gold from its citizens and the transfer of land, property, and real wealth was accomplished yet again. Many people say that World War II is what seemingly brought the U.S. out of Great Depression. In fact, many people recognize that in the past, America usually prosperous in times of war and shortly thereafter. The, it says, flash forward another 70 years after 1931. It's now two, 2001. People are prospering. Goods and services are in abundance. The world is at peace, accepting uh, <clears throat> the military black ops and, uh, and economic hitman type of um, destabilization of many countries for, for strategic and natural resource, resource confiscation. Now, any good conspiracy buff might not, excuse me, may note the interesting and overwhelming coincidence in this being the year of the fourth restructuring of our corporate government. Indeed, one might be even more aghast when one realizes that the anniversary of the last bankruptcy from 70 years ago was in fact September 10th, 1931, or the day before the destruction of World Trade Center Building 1, 2, and 7, along with the supposed attack on the Pentagon on September 11, 2001. War is both a great distraction and a profitable venture for the corporate world government, and this obvious isn't the first time war or false flag events have been used in this manner as a tool for the reconstruction of the U.S. government. And we have watched over the last nine years as the dollar crashed, as the real estate and property bubbles burst, and are once again being taken over by the, the government and banks in a typical transfer of wealth, a complete corporate takeover of the country. It started about 70 years ago with the instruction of the CAFR system, which is now culminating into the nation, the nation being completely owned through collective investment by the government-owned corporations. We are about to see the dollar become completely worthless right before our eyes. And we knew for and a new form of U.S. currency or World Bank currency will likely take its place right on schedule. This is out of this is the U.S. history that isn't in the textbook. This says, and this was uh, I think it was a gathered um, research by someone who posted it online. Okay, but yeah, it's just it's just I don't know if it's a coincidence or. You know, it just falls in line with what it is. I mean, every 70 years, there's some type of war, conflict, and it's a changing of the currency. And some people get wealthy, some people get broke. Right. I just, um, <clears throat> just hearing that is just, it just kind of lets me know how. You have, I mean, well, with all the wars that they had and with all of the stuff that they've been doing, it's like, it's going to come out kind of weird when I say this, but they are doing what they are doing because in all actuality, they can't do it. And the reason why I say that is because 
when you're running a business, you know, when you're running a business and you have sole control of that business, uh, you know, according to whatever powers that you may have, then you will, you take the you take the measures that you need and to take in order to uh, make sure that that business stays afloat. Now, what I'm also going to say is that while we're under their jurisdiction, you know, they also have the right to, I guess you can say, do certain things, you know, that we, because at the end of the day, we, we voted on certain things without actually looking into the matter. However, this is why here at Tribes we learn about jurisdiction. And this is why when we were, when we're ever talking or teaching you guys about uh, status and nationality and jurisdiction, it's because the sole reason of understanding that their laws and their jurisdiction is for them. And while we're living in those jurisdictions, we're going to reap the benefits of living in a jurisdiction in terms of uh, getting out what they get. They're going to carry out what they call prescription against us. Everything that happens to us is happening to us in the form of a prescription. That's what happens to you when you lose your civil law or your civil rights or you become civilly dead. So anything that happens to you is based on prescription. They pretty much diagnose you as someone who cannot competently handle any matters for themselves. They cannot handle their own commercial affairs. They have to have somebody as a curator over their affairs. Someone has to act, you know, um, uh, I guess you can say as a legal guardian over them until they can competently learn how to stand on their own two feet. And this is why we're here at Tribe is because we want to pull out of that, we want to pull out from that jurisdiction where they're doing what it is that they have to do in order to keep the United States afloat. That's what they're doing. They've been doing it, businesses do it all the time, and it's an ugly game, but that's what they're doing. And they have every, they have their laws that are backing them up. Speaking of Speaking of them having the right to do certain things, I was online the other day and I saw where they had uh, this law called um, House Resolution 5736. Has anybody heard of this law? Has anybody heard of that? No. Anyone else? Anybody ever heard of House Resolution 5736? It sounds very vaguely familiar. It's called, um, oh, and Shalom, uh, uh, Sister Anisha. I'm glad to have you here. Um, I ran across this by, it, was, it just showed up on my timeline, and uh, there's a video of it. This It's actually called the Smith and Months Modernization Act of 2012, which was a, which was actually, uh, I guess you can say, an extension of a bill that was made in like 1991 or sometime in the 1980s. I'll just say 1991. But basically, in the way that the lady described it, is that it allowed the United States to carry out propaganda. It's legal for the United States to carry out propaganda. So there is no investigative uh, investigative hmm. journalism going on anymore. Like, whatever they put out is whatever they put out. 
and this is why I was seeing, I, I just thought that was just crazy, where you, there will be certain memes where they will have certain news anchors and stuff like that. They will be saying how the TV networks like CNN and Fox News were paying the people to lie. They were paying the people to tell stories that were not true. That's because they have now a bill that says that the United States government can put out false information. That's crazy. <laughs> says and, and the way that they have it written in the bill, let me just read the way that they have it written in the bill because I thought that was crazy. Uh, and then maybe it would also uh, shed some light on why they're antagonizing these uh, Muslims so much. Because if you guys have noticed, like, everything in the news now is anti-Islam, anti-Muslim, anti-Islam, anti-Muslim. Like, they, they had, oh, and by the way, before I go get into the, the bill, they confirmed that that, uh, that couple, that man and that woman who was supposed to be involved in the San Bernardino scandal, said that they never even, they never even wrote out any emails. They, they never even made any emails. Because it was, I'm not sure exactly what the whole situation with the emails was, but the I guess the investigator, investigator came forth and said that these people never even put out any emails. So they lied on these people on national TV. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But moving forward, this is what the bill says, if anybody doesn't have it pulled up. It says, um, this might, oh, come on. Modernization Act. It's passed in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Modernization Act. Okay. 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 <clears throat> Here's what it says. It says, it amends the United States Information and Educational Exchange Act of 1948. My bad, I recant. It wasn't 1991, it's 1948. To authorize the Secretary of State and the Broadcasting Board of Governors to provide for the preparation and dissemination. And if anybody doesn't know what that word means, dissemination means to spread out uh, a particular belief about something. Like you can disseminate you can disseminate Scientology or you can disseminate information about, um, uh, I guess you could say about Islam or Egyptology. So going forward, of information intended for foreign audiences abroad about the United States, including about its people, its history, and the federal government's policies through press, publication, radio, motion pictures, the Internet, and other information media, including social media, and through information sensors and instructors. Under current law, such authority is restricted to information disseminated abroad with a limited domestic, ex- uh, with a limited domestic exception. It authorizes the secretary and the board to make available in the United States motion pictures, films, video, audio, and other materials prepared for dissemination abroad or disseminate, disseminated abroad pursuant to such act, the United States 
International Broadcasting Act of 1994, and also list some other different things. It says that the states that or it applies this prohibition only to programs carried out pursuant to the United States Information and Educational Exchange Act of 1948, United States International Broadcasting Act of 1994, the Radio Broadcasting to Cuba Act, and the Television Broadcasting to Cuba Act. States that such provision shall, one, not prohibit the department or the board from providing information about its operations, policies, programs, or program material, or making such information available to members of the uh, media, public, or Congress. Two, not to be construed to prohibit the department from engaging in any medium of information on the presumption that a U.S. domestic audience may be exposed to program material. And three, apply only to the department and the board and to no other federal department or agency. That's what's basically in this act of 2012. Hmm. Yeah. The, but the lady was saying that overall it gives them the right to, I guess you can say, they could put out any information they want. And it don't even have to be true. But I don't know how necessarily true that is, but I guess it can be confirmed because everything that they've been putting out in these false flag operations, like the Sandy Hook scandal, the San Bernardino uh, scandal that just happened recently. All the Boston. Yeah, and the Boston, uh, the Boston Bombers. Uh, yeah, and I, it's, it's crazy, man. And they're getting, and, and, and now they're getting away with it. And now we kind of see why they're getting away with it. Or at least partially see why they're getting away with it. Because I'm pretty sure it goes a lot more depth than this, than this House Resolution 5736. And the guy, uh, the, the young, the uh, caucus woman who was doing the speech on it, there was a she was asking someone in the audience, um, I guess she had been doing she had been making this speech in two thousand and fifteen. The guy in the audience said, Yeah, he knew about it for some time now. I said that the bill had been passed in two thousand and twelve. Well this is but this is, you know, kinda, you know, new for pretty much almost anybody who hasn't really heard of the bill or the act, I'm sorry. Um so just keep that in mind anytime you're looking at the news now or anything on it because that's what they're doing now. They're, uh, it's like they're trying to put out a particular type of message about whatever it is. It looks like my, now it just looks like their focus is on trying to sabotage the Islam religion. So, yeah. Going forward, does anybody have any topics that they want to share um, Shalom Nation, this is uh, Sister Anisha of the tribe of Judah, born on the record. I just wanted to basically expound on that act um, yes, ma'am. that you just read to us. Understanding that that act was basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that act was basically basically an um uh excuse me an a, an amendment or a reconstitution of something that was put in place in 2012 and then also something that was put in place in like 1999 from just remembering what you were saying which means we don't know how far back that actual 
act goes, that actual bill goes, because oh well I mean, before before you go for before you go any forward, sister, the uh, the act itself it was uh, passed in 2012, but it is a it was an amendment of a United States Information and Educational Exchange Act of 1948. Ah. Yeah, 1948. I said 1991, wow. but it's 1948. And then when you think about how much stuff they've been lying about since 1948, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, from, you know, from the Great Depression and the stock market. The moon landing. Uh, the moon landing to <laughs> who was actually behind Kennedy's assassination, Martin's assassination, Malcolm's yeah. assassination, the dismantling of the Black Panther Party. The, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, we can go on and on and on and on and on. But what I do see with all the propaganda that they're pushing via the major news networks, I do see not only a push towards villainizing anything Muslim, anything Islam, but I also see a push towards victimizing our people Mm -hmm. and, and making the police force look like wild savages. Um, sure. Because I see a lot of videos, YouTube, YouTube videos, clips of, oh, another black man gunned down by authorities today. And I mean, like, they are just, like, executing these people mm-hmm. straight up. Like, one guy cowering in the corner and there's, like, 13 cops' weapons drawn and then they just open fire. And the guy's not doing anything but standing there. And yeah. the guy that's holding his... His cell phone is like, he's not doing anything, and he's just standing there, you know. And we don't know whether this is true or fact or false. Um, We don't have foot soldiers on the ground to verify the information. But soon we will, and that's why I thank y'all for, you know, SSR News. (laughs) Yes, sir. Because we're going to go get them. Oh, yeah. I just see them agitating and pushing the terror objective, the terror, the fear objective. The police are inadequate um, agenda. The police can't handle it. The police are out of control agenda. Um, They keep pushing wanting to unarm us, I remember, and, and do away with, you know, the second, uh, uh, the right to bear arms, you know. They want to, I remember, like, maybe three years ago or four years ago, uh, there was this video circulating YouTube with this, um, military personnel, a private military personnel meeting, this guy, and the the only reason why I kind of 
lean towards thinking that the video was actually true and valid is because it was like a, it's like he had to like hide his phone because they didn't want phones in on the private meeting. And what they were basically doing is they were running like a training op of disarming citizens. And um, the guy was like, so are you telling me that, you know, we're just going to be going into United States citizens' homes without a warrant, with no valid reason, and disarming them, taking their weapons? And the sergeant or whoever that was running the training course was like, you know, yeah, that's basically what this training course is about. And the soldier was just like, well, I'm, I just, I have to say for the record that I feel really uncomfortable with that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not just going to go into anybody's home and, and, and without a warrant, without just cause, and, you know, take their weapons from them. So I'm just seeing all of these pushes. And then I remember, um, a few years back when they had the um when they had the water shut shut off in Detroit and the people were protesting because they were just shutting people's water off. And um there was a story that had surfaced. This one lady they had actually arrested her for protesting and they detained her. Without trial, she wasn't allowed to call anybody. And I have to try and find this lady. Uh, so it's somewhere on my Facebook page, too, but it was so many years ago. I would have to go digging for it. They detained her. This is when the information about the Tina camp first came out. And they basically took her to one of these Tina camps. Detained her without trial. Didn't give her any phone calls. Nobody knew where she was at. Stripped her naked. Had her in, like, Guantanamo Bay-style um, imprisonment. And then finally, after maybe like a month, they let her out, and she was explaining her ordeal uh, of being detained. So I just... I find it interesting now that the the dollar is about to really blow up and go kaput. Not like it was worth anything before, but and then you see all of these scare tactics and all this propaganda being pushed via the news, the the major news outlet. I mean, it's like they're telling on themselves, and it's so obvious, and it's so blatant, and. It's really sad because they're putting it in your face, but they really think the majority of the public is so dumb that they're not going to catch on. And you know what? Honestly, that's the truth. So with that, I yield. Yes, man. (laughs) Thank you, sister. Um, I just think that, you know, Hear, like hearing what you're saying is it just just basically take me back to kind of like what I was saying earlier, just 
these folks are pretty much out there, you know, putting this information out there, you know, trying to keep us in, uh, trying to keep us mystified, but all at the same time, because you can't necessarily, because they're putting so much information out there, you can't necessarily separate from the fact, the real from the fake. You don't really know necessarily what's real and what's fake anymore. Um, but I do know that at this particular point in time, we <clears throat> we don't have to worry about anything. Only thing we need to make sure that we're doing is pretty much focusing on what it is that we're striving for as a collective. Because at the end of the day, while they're steady crumbling, we can still build. I mean, they're not necessarily crumbling. What's happening is their political infrastructure is crumbling. Everything else will just be nothing but a shell of what they actually have done. But the political, the, the, the spirit of their political structure, their political hierarchy is crumbling. And it's going to be, it's going to be devastating for them once you have enough people who can say, hey, we're pulling out. It's almost kind of like pulling your, your, pulling your funds out of a bank. Well, that's basically what's going to necessarily happen to the United States government. And, you know, once people get tired of the hoopla that's going on in this country, you know, um, I just think that if people actually, you know, once people are, instead of just being conscious, if people were commercially conscious about what it is that's going on in this country and commercially did something about it in, instead of just marching or uh, I guess you can say picketing signs or um, uh, boycotting a business. You know these. You know this will be the this will be the back the this, the camel that broke the, uh, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, rather. Because at that particular time, they won't it won't be anything else. You know, holding them up. I mean, the only thing that's holding them, holding them up, keeping them afloat, is us not being able to want to operate as a collective. Um, but you see that slowly, slowly digressing as the you know as the years go by because you have so many people in, you know, influenced by, you know, uh, I guess you can say, nationalism. Now, that's so nationalism is. Very rampant it is um is one you know one of the things that's been plaguing social media for quite some time, and um it's gonna be it's gonna work in our favor because through nationalism you can you can work together in order to accomplish something um, but furthermore, the whole situation with the United States in their propaganda machine it's gonna Put, I mean, they're digging their own ditch. And I and I wrote this on uh, I wrote this on Facebook one day. I said, what it seems like to me is that they're doing this. They they are t- intentionally doing this stuff. And it's like, but why is it that they're trying to invoke invoke us to or uh, provoke us to a point uh, of getting us to. Uh, fight so that they can use all the machines and stuff that they built for the day that we decided we want to fight. I mean, is that it? 
or is it that they want to actually see whether or not this God that or this God of Israel would really stand up and fight the way that, you know, it was presented in the scriptures. Is that what it is that they're doing? Who knows? But when this is all done, all this is done, these people have dug such a, oh, my, it's crazy because yeah. I just keep thinking. They're like cocky. The, they're real cocky right now. Yeah, they're cocky right now. <laughs> but the ditch that they have dug for themselves is never ending. I, I feel like the grave that they have dug for themselves is rich, is, is, is past a millennium. The capital punishment that these people are looking at is inescapable. The the right. perpetual slavery that they thought to in, you know induce on us is going to be is 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 I can't even describe it. I guess because if I was I I don't remember exactly where I was at when we were talking about. Okay, I think I was here understanding that we're playing the game of monopoly. This is nothing but a big old game of Monopoly, but the Monopoly game is already won. The only thing that needs to happen is that we wake up to wake back up to what it is that we're supposed to be doing, and that's basically running our office. Our office is maintaining a system of natural law or a system where natural law can flourish. Once that is in place, there is no more this is what they this is the utopia that Marxism was trying to talk about where they were talking about social stratification and uh this uh once uh, this system of uh unequilibrium has gone, then there's a utopia that is supposed to flourish. This is a utopia that's supposed to be coming where the children of Israel raise up and per, and take back their office. Because that's where we, I mean, that's where we, that's where we've always known our home to be anyway, is running the world, possessing, holding possessorship. Yes, ma'am. Do you remember on the Temple of the Most High, the podcast that Brother Priest did um, with the seat, about the seat of Satan, where they had the red rabbi, Ooh, man, I... the rabbi oh, in there? He... Yes, ma'am. You're talking about Rabbi Finkelstein. Yes, and he's like, "Well, we made we made a lot of shekels. That's what America was about. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to open up the border. We're going to brown the country out, um, you know, and and we're going to slowly but surely, you know, move out of the United States because it's dry. They sucked it dry." Um, mm. So wow. we we know what they're doing, right? They told us. So you know when it's when somebody you ever heard the old saying? It's something my mother used to always say. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Well, they told you what it is. Yeah. So we just have to um, and and I, you know that's why I I thank the Most High. We are all in the right place at the right time, yes, and it's yeah. not by coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidences. Um, we just have to follow through, just like when you're playing basketball. 
this is something <laughs> my ex-husband used to say all the time. When you when you shooting that jumper, the coach used to always tell him, follow through and lead that, that arm up. Lead that arm up and line your shot up. He said whenever he didn't leave his arm up and didn't line the shot up, he always missed. But whenever he followed through and left his arm up, it always switched right through. We just got to follow through. Like, and, and it's sad. It's painful because, oh, so many of us are caught up. But like our forefathers already predicted, two-thirds, 144,000, two-thirds shall perish. So everybody's not going to make it, unfortunately, you know. And hopefully those that are with us now will follow through and continuously be blessed and protected. And we just have to make sure that we follow through with our petition to reach the others. And uh, with that, I yield. Shalom, this is Achi Crystal, Anak Eric. Uh, we're going to get off the call for tonight. Shalom to the nation. Y'all be blessed. Shalom. Well, on record, Brother Hakeem, Chavez Judah. Minister Cedric, you had mentioned a little while back about the list that you had about the genders. What I was going to mention was you, t- you spoke about that on episode 77. And if you go to episode 77 on this line and start listening at an hour, hour in, an hour, 50 minutes and 14 seconds to, hour, to an hour, 51 minutes and 44 seconds, you went through that list. And I yield. Hello, Nation. Is anyone on the line right now? Aki Mary was on the line. I'm not sure what happened.
Oh, Shalom. 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 Born on the record. This is Brother Cedric. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, I was talking and I didn't realize that the phone was on mute. Okay, um, okay, Brother Hakeem, you mentioned that the uh, you were talking about the list. Um, I was saying that um, when I read the list uh, beforehand, it was on some. It was on an article, if I can remember. And uh, I was just thinking to myself, well, it's pretty much self-explanatory. I mean, there's only, I mean, society, not society, but nature is really just based on two principles. There's no 49 different principles that they're actually based on because there's a cause and effect. There's a seed and then there's an egg. There's a male and a female. I mean, there it doesn't really get any more... It doesn't get any more simpler than that, but I think where a lot of us had gotten blindsided or we got, uh, uh, I guess you could say, seduced to a reprobate mind is, uh, or reprobate thinking is because the government has allowed people to think that it's okay to do whatever they want to do with their own bodies, and so people are thinking, hey, do whatever you want. You know, so, um, but then you have to ask yourself, well, what is the body made for? That's the general question. That's just like saying the United States created the, the, the dollar bill. And, you know, most people still, even after the day, don't even really know what the dollar bill is made for. They just know they spend it. But it's a promissory note. It's intended to uh, allow people to pay back debt without incurring any interest and it's unconditional, and it's a form of mercy. And without it, we'd all be in debtor's prisons because we wouldn't be able to pay back a debt, considering the way that the system is built on. But, I mean, if we were practicing bartering, you know, sure, everybody would have what they want. We'd be able to we'd be debt-free. But, um, you know, that's just the way that it is. Um, I, I, well, it's not the way that it is. I mean, that list is crazy. Um, I haven't seen... Those um, I haven't seen those titles uh, placed on any Facebook uh, site yet, so I don't, you know, that, I guess that was just something to just kind of see if the people were paying attention and get a reaction out of people. But I just thought it was funny. I was just like, man, just you can't just stick to being male and female. I mean, it, it's simpler and it works. <laughs> you know, it works for not just everybody, but it it works in nature. So. Um, yeah, anybody have anything else that they want to share? Uh, any other topics that they want to um, put on the table? You just state your name on the record. Yeah, brother, this is uh, Brother Gavin. Yes, sir. Oh, I just wanted to, um, there was uh, something I was reading here online uh, that was, basically associated when I was reading that bank article, the article about the bankruptcies that the United States of America uses incorporates every 70 years. Um, some other guy put up something on here, and it's very interesting. I don't know if you uh, don't mind if I read it real quick. Oh, uh, no, not at all, brother. You, uh, you can read, brother. Okay. Says we we are born on the land. Oh, you know what? Let me take my headset. Probably can't hear me. 
my headset is real bad. I just took it off. Um, we are born on the land and are considered hires of the land assets of our country. But within ours, undeclared agents of the federal state franchise get our mothers to sign certificates of live birth. These documents are misrepresented as simple recordings of the baby's birth. Instead, there are registrations of commercial vessels using the baby's name and serving to make the state franchise the beneficiary of the baby's estate on the land. Infant, however, many days, weeks, or months later, as determined by the state, excuse me, by state law, your vessel is commerce is reported, excuse me, it says, I'm sorry, let me read that over. It says, uh, infant, however, many days, weeks, or months later, as determined by state law, your vessel in commerce is reported missing, um, presumed dead to the probate court, which then doctors the civil's records and converts your living estate to a trust estate benefiting the perpetrators of this scheme. It says, um, you are now officially dead with respect to the land jurisdiction and unless you take action to correct the probate court records, you and your assets are permanently trapped in the international jurisdiction of the sea. You are therefore unable to take recourse, excuse me, recourse to your holdings on the land or the law forms of the land that you are owed. Ever heard the Constitution called the law of the land? This is why your constitutional guarantees don't apply. There's no version of you operating on the land as a result of this fraud. Uh, and it is all based on identity theft and unilateral um, adhesion contracts that are obtained under conditions of deceit while you are still just a baby. There's no way that you would ever know that this was going on or have any opportunity to object to it. You are kidnapped and pressed uh, gained into the international jurisdiction of the sea and your estate is claimed and, and pillaged before you leave grade school. And the monsters doing this to you the IMF and the Federal Reserves and other criminal international bank banking cartels and organizations like the American Bar Association that have participated in and profited from this lurid fraud scheme. The IMF does business as the United States Inc. and as franchises doing business as the state of Ohio and so on. These franchises are no different than the franchises of Dairy Queen Incorporated. The Federal Reserve, uh, quote, um, reconfigured as the United Nations owned and operated corporation, is doing business as the United States of America, Inc. They are just now setting up franchises operating simply as Ohio and Wisconsin and so on. None of these corporations has any lawful or even legal authority over you and your assets, but thanks to their fraud scheme, they do have control of your estate. And now your public transmitting utility, which have 
both been created using your your given name without your knowledge or permission. John Quincy Adams, Federal State Estate Trust, owned and operated by the IMF and the UN agency DVA United States. John Quincy Adams, Federal Public Transmitting Utility owned and operated by the, the new United Nations version of Federal Reserve doing business as the United States of America. Isn't it time to take back control of your property, <laughs> your flesh and blood, human body, and the fruits of your labor? I just thought I'd throw that out there. It seems um, relevant to what everybody's saying. So, so then I have a question for you. How, yes, sir. how do you think uh, that information um, well, what do you think about the information, first and foremost? I mean, I just think it lays out the track record of America, how it incorporated itself, and then everyone who's born in it has become an incorporate entity in order to work that system until you die, from the day you're born until the day you die. And you're bonded to the system unwillingly signed away by your, your your parents or your guardian and we just live in this matrix and you know from year after year after year decade after decade after decade we just conform to the system willingly because we don't know any better in a sense or don't want to seek another better way to live within that system and you know we just market the best the, the the marketing of it has has been done the best through advertisement and delusion, you know that Disney yeah. World mentality and that, you know uh, living in a la la like living living as a kid in a grown man's body or a grown woman's body, you know forever until you go to until they put you in the grave, and all you're doing is paying off debts even to the day you die you're paying off a debt because you're being buried in a a tomb. You know, and, 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 you know, that's people making money off of that. You know what I mean? And maybe if your family can afford it, maybe they can't. And if you can't, right. you still got to re- register yourself in a hospital, you know, and still pay off that debt. So who's going to pay that debt? It's going to be passed along again to your family members, whoever who's alive that is a kin of you or some, some sort of, um, higher you know of your of you who owns your state or who you are you know uh have to pay that debt or carry that debt <laughs> so it's another ending perpetuated debt situation that most people don't even really care to get out of because they feel there's no way out i guess That's how i feel about that whole article yeah um <clears throat> I, you know, most of most of what you know is in there is going to be. Here's what I say about this: because coming into the nation when I first came in, I didn't necessarily. I, I I can't just I can't just say I was like emotional about the whole aspect. I'm not gonna lie. I say I was a little bit pissed off because I'm like, well, how did they how did they go about 
how did they go about doing this for so long? Like, this is wrong. Like, you know, I feel like everybody should know. And then the more and more you look at the situation, the more you start to examine it from a commercial perspective, you're going to see that they were doing what they were designed to do. And the only reason I'm saying that is because eventually when we get Israel back up and running, you're going to see, and, and, and I'm just hoping that this doesn't happen because of the simple fact that we know now what not to do. Like we, we are in the age where we get to have, we see it out in our face through the TV, through the media, you hear it on the radio, like we see and hear exactly what not to do when we run a government because we know now what our ancestors had seen, but we have a more, it's more visual now and because of the simple fact that you can see this stuff happening all around the world because this system is metastasized itself it's like a cancer it pretty much plagued the whole world now and we know what what not to do i think what ended up happening or what ends up happening you know is we become so wrapped up in what it is we're, we're focused on the little things like the the promissory notes the fact that they you know that tacit consent was pretty much uh, used as a way to let the government do uh, certain transactions that would allow them to use us as transmitting utilities. And then we would say, oh, that is wrong. But what you're going to find out when you read, when you uh, get up in your upper levels and you start to take that information and you start to process it and you go back and you read those scriptures, you're going to find out that they did the exact same thing. Now, I'm now what I will say is that, yes, the United States did go overboard. They went extremely overboard because they, they stripped the people of their history, and then they replaced it with something else that took a particular type of people who were supposed to be ministers to, these, to, the, to the whole world. They were supposed to be administering the law, statutes, and commandments and gave them the Negro, a corporate fiction, and they put so many different ideologies and attached it to that entity and turned us into savages. Started out, it was they gave it to us, and then they were tagging it on us until it became natural. But now it became a problem, and it became a problem for us because we perpetuated and we never broke out of it, and we lived in it, and we never wanted to get out of it. So this system has, has been doing what it has been designed to do, but they did go overboard. All I'm saying is looking at the way that they structured it, it can be done in a way that it can produce positive results because not everything that they did was inherently evil, even though some of the things that they do is evil. But then, again, we all do evil. So um, 
I don't know if anybody's really listened to priests actually talk about the way that they uh, set up the money system. And you have heard me say tonight that currency is a form of mercy. Because uh, without it, you wouldn't be able to commit certain transactions uh, and get off debt-free. You'd have to pay what you owe. You have to atone. So, you know, whereas in it was bad because the people who are backing it up is us. But if it wasn't implemented, then we'd have no way to necessarily eat under the the circumstances that the jurisdiction is set up that that be the standard currency of this corporation or incorporation rather. Um, I don't know. I just think, you know, once we get a full understanding of what it is that actually goes on in commerce, you'll see certain things and you'll be like, well, you know what? We can do the same thing, but we're going to show you how to do it without without antagonizing anybody because that's what they did. And you didn't just do it to us. You did it to everybody in the whole entire world. So, um, you know, thank you for bringing out that little bit of information. But before I move on, has anybody heard that they raised the interest rates on, uh, in the Federal Reserve? They announced it the other day. Did anybody else hear about that? No, brother. Yeah, it's been on the For an unrecorded brother, I can Yeah, I heard it yesterday. Yeah, they raised the interest rates. It's like 0.25%. Um, I don't know what the interest rate was last year, uh, but it is zero. They raised it to like 0.25% now. Um, and here locally, they were saying that, oh, it's a great day, you know, uh, since the recession, because now there's more jobs and all this other different stuff. I was like, well, when have we ever been out of the recession? I'm like, when have we ever really been out of the recession? It looks like we're still going through it or whatever. But, I mean, yeah, they raised the interest rate. I don't know exactly what uh, exactly going in what that actually means, for the whole of America, but yeah, they did raise the interest rate the other day. So um, maybe we will see, we'll start to see a little bit more changes to the money system here. Um, uh, but a guy did say something real interesting. He said, How is it that you're raising the interest rate on something that you guys keep saying have no value? You are raising the interest rate on something that is basically not valuable anymore. He said this on, I think it was the world news. <laughs> um, it, I couldn't believe he said it, but he did. Um, but going forward, does anybody have any more topics that they want to put out on the table? Okay. Um, the time now is uh, 930. And, um, if anybody doesn't have anything else that they want to share uh, at this time, we can go ahead and adjourn. Um, keep in mind, brothers and sisters, that uh, this week is the last week of classes. We shall be uh, out for the next couple of weeks. 
Uh, Brother Priest will have the return date posted in the university, so please be um, please be mindful uh, to check it out. It should be posted uh, before the entrance into the uh, the website. Um, other than that, we'll see you guys here next Thursday. Uh, we still you want to you know utilize the fellowship line so that we can basically keep up with each other and at least uh, be able to talk about current events and all of this other different stuff that we have so much interest in. Um, but there will be no classes um, for the rest of the, uh, I guess you can say, this year um, and till further notice. We'll be uh, returning sometime in January. Um, and then I, I assume that the newcomers, the new brothers and sisters who are in, who have recently joined, should have placement by then in their classes. So um, with that being stated, uh, I hope you brothers and sisters enjoy the rest of the, uh, the week and the uh, up-and-coming weeks and stuff like that. And, you know, just make sure that you read your uh, Bibles. I always say that before we get ready to go on break. Um, and also just remember to stay in your studies. And if you haven't been able to complete any of the um, material that is in the university, I think now would be a great time to do so because you could possibly see it on your competency hearings that may be coming up pretty soon. So um, if there's nothing further, we can adjourn for this evening. The time now is 9.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Shalom, shalom.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.